liquid scent gives birth to love and life. We foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity. And tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature. Welcome, Welcome to Radical. Welcome to Radical. I'm your host, the ancient Shane Hazel. Welcome, guys. I appreciate you guys being here. It's going to be a different tone right now, maybe from here out. Um, there's a lot that's going on in the world. And welcome to all the new listeners that are out there that are tuning in, that are trying to figure out what this guy is all about, what libertarians are about, Bitcoiners, all that kind of stuff. Listen. We are going to do some things differently. We do, we're going to do some things that I think are going to change the world in a much more positive way. And then why, why is all of this coming about? Um, this weekend, I just, I kind of, kind of a culminating week, uh, for me, the, the last week was, it was very busy and it was, it was one of those really cool times in my life where things just kind of came together as I let go of some old things and started looking at the future and seeing kind of where we're at, right? Like where I'm at. I think I've turned the page already uh, on politics. Like for those of you guys that don't know, this is my last run. Uh, I've got, I've got small, that's small. I have children, right? Uh, 11, nine and eight. And they've been, you know, involved in this cycle since like, I don't know, 2016 now. So, you know, a lot, a lot of what they've known is dad talking about politics, talking about, you know, wars and banks and all that kind of stuff. And, and really dedicating a lot of my time and my effort into this push that would at least garner, I think some attention, some, some, you know, uh, local unity, maybe, you know, around the idea of peace and love and leaving each other alone. And I think, um, we're going to, we're going to talk about a little bit of that today. Uh, I, I, there's so much to talk about right now. I want to, I want to talk about a little bit about last week, last Thursday. Um, first and foremost, that was the premiere and the premiere for the, the, the movie, hour and a half, feature length film of divide and dominate. I was kind of uh, obviously uh, the the story revolves around my run for governor. Yeah, Jake Green did a just a beautiful job on this film uh, to take something as serious as this to talk about you know ballot access laws to talk about the the Fed, the money that is involved in all this very, very, very heavy stuff. Uh, and obviously the, the media or propaganda machines that are out there, like just, he took all of this and he wove it over a year and a half into this just beautiful movie. Uh, absolutely. You know, I think it touched a lot of people. We, we were down in uh, Sandy Springs at the, I think it's called the tap house. 
or yeah, Sandy Springs Tap House, and it's a movie theater, great movie theater, really, really nicely done, right up there off of uh, 285, and they've got a full bar, they've got food, and you know, they put out the red carpet for us, got some pictures and all that kind of stuff, and Jake, man, I'll tell you what, he put on a show. I mean, really, everybody came in uh, dressed up, dressed to the nine, you know, it wasn't black tie or any of that, but it was, it was definitely... Uh, an event where we had great people there from all walks of life and it was super, super cool. So, you know, we got in there the movie played and, you know, I'm sitting over there, uh, you know, closer to the front on the right hand side and man, I mean, Jake brought me to tears. He made me laugh. Uh, you know, hats off to, to everybody that was involved in this thing, making it, uh, like I said earlier, our wives, especially, uh, that, you know, that afford us, some some lead way in this fight in this um this passion of ours to go out and do these things but i would uh, i would highly recommend you go and watch it you can download it uh it's it's 15 to buy it and i would ask you you know out of out of the goodness of your heart go support jake jake you know put his time and effort uh and nikki thank you for you know helping you know put this thing together as a producer i mean my gosh the monumental effort that has gone into this and it's good. Like it's, it's really, really, really good. Um, you know, take about an hour and a half of your time, um, get to maybe know me a little bit better, uh, behind the scenes and all that fun stuff. But it's, like I said, beautiful film, great music, great, great content. Robbie, the fire Bernstein from part of the problem, uh, narrated it. And it was just kind of this icing on the cake. It brought a lot of levity, uh, to the entire thing. So, uh, peacefulcproductions.com, uh, that's S E A peaceful C. And, uh, you can download it there, watch it in Venmo. And it's, like I said, it's great. It's a, it's a really, really well done, uh, documentary and boy, uh, to, to be part of it, uh, in, in this man, what a, what an honor. What an honor. So that was, um, that was part of last week. And, you know, we were all kind of, I think, you know, sitting on pins and needles, anxious to go see it and be part of it and just good vibes all around. So thank you for everybody that came. Thank you to everybody that stuck around afterwards to just say what an amazing job. And thank you for, you know, doing this and, and getting out there and, and, and fighting, you know, like that was the, uh, that was the juxtaposition. We got a lot of people that are like, man, I've never ever, like, I didn't like, they didn't, they didn't, no clue. Absolutely no clue in some of this. So, uh, my friends, my family, um, all the new acquaintances, thank you. Thank you a million times over. I have to just heap a ton of praise on Jake. Unbelievable job. Unbelievable. Thank you. Um, and then I need to say thank you uh, to Gretchen as well. Um, she is one of our volunteers and she put together the meetup at UGA, uh, on Wednesday night. That was, uh, for, uh, the UGA YAL chapter, Young Americans for Liberty. And I think you guys have probably heard me talk about them before. Um, the, the students, you know, the decentralized part of YAL, not, uh, not the head shed, but the decentralized part of Yale, what their main mission is, is going out and winning state legislator seats. And this group that showed up at UGA in my old learning center building, you know, to to be able to take my kids out, I, I got to I got to take my entire family out to UGA. We went over to the Blind Pig. If you've never been to downtown Athens and you're looking for just a solid like pub meal, man, 
may I recommend the Blind Pig? Awesome place. Um, we used to go there. Uh, you know, it was kind of a rugby bar and all that kind of stuff when I was at UGA. But we uh, we went over there, had a, a great meal, showed them around town, then walked around North Campus a little bit, and uh, then it was time to go in and do a speech. So went in, and this group, I'll tell you, you know, I, I've engaged with a lot of different groups, um, and a lot of times people look at me with blank stares, and I mean just absolute blank stares, that are, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old, uh, maybe even older, because they don't understand the language that I'm using, they don't understand the narrative sometimes, and you have to, you know, do a little more work on the back end. Not only did I not have to do that with this group from Yao, but this group had gotten together the week before and done some prep work in terms of asking questions to see the platform. They got together so that they knew what was going to happen. Great planning. They 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 had you know laptops up and just were pounding me with questions afterwards. I mean, it was great. Un, I mean, just some of the best questions and thinking through some debate and it man to I am it gives me hope it gives me hope for the future because in this you know full classroom I had minds that understood economics I had minds that understood um, peace that understood you know politics from a different point of view other than Republican and Democrat you know, the the 60% of America that's not Republican and Democrat, you know, was in this room and they were engaged and they were asking just the best questions and they understood, you know, uh, a lot of the answers. There was a lot of energy. And when you get into situations like that where you have, I don't know, I think we went for like two hours. Um, we started at five and we went for two hours straight. And then people hung around to take pictures and say hi and thanks. And I listened to your show. And for all of you guys that are out there that I met that listened to the show, man, uh, I hope you tell the rest of the, the, the guys and, and gals at Yale. Um, thank you a million times. Super impressed with all of you. Um, and thank you for your time and effort and what you're doing uh, to go out there and do some amazing things. So... I think that was um, that was Wednesday. So Wednesday and Thursday, pretty big days. Uh, did an interview on Friday that made you know the the, the state news down here. Uh, so thanks to Claire Sims uh, and Fox Five for doing that. I mean, like I said, busy week, and we're making waves, right? Like we're pulling over two percent, and that's what they'll report. We're we're at two percent, and the ROI for our two percent versus the machines of the Democrats and the Republicans that are in this race for governor, they're spending literally tens of millions of dollars a quarter. I mean, I think Stacy's up near like $40 million a quarter, and she's somewhere around 42%. If we had $40 million, this thing's a wrap. I mean, to think about it. I mean, literally, we're running on thousands of dollars. I mean, very, very little money, right? Like, literally probably less than $5,000 for a campaign. And we have garnered, you know, probably somewhere I, I'd say if we're being fair, let's just say 5% because 2% is nonsense. And every poll that I've seen, um, we're somewhere between two and seven. So with the, you know, the, the, the error and the biases of the different polling out there, 
we're probably doing a lot better than what they're telling us, right? It's just, that's the way it is. And so for these guys to be able to come out, cover us, give us a really, I'd say a fair story, at least a nice story, you know, um, she talked a little bit more than, um, you know, she, she talked for me, like we, they did some voiceover and all that kind of stuff. But when, um, they did share the, the clips that I was talking about, uh, it, it was good. It was, it was, you know, good clips and it was, it wasn't taken out of context. So I will definitely give them, um, a lot of, a lot of props here in terms of covering a third party libertarian candidate the way they did. So Thank you to Claire Sims uh, and and Tom, the, uh, the the cameraman. Man, you guys really thank you very much for coming out and doing that. Um, and you're also all welcome in the media out there for the extra money that's pouring into Georgia for the the campaigns, especially after the general, because that general election, man, they're they're going to spend a lot of money, and then they're going to spend even more money in the runoff. It's going to be hysterical. It's going to be very expensive for them. And we're going to drain a lot of their money. Good. Take a sip of coffee. Mm. So then um, this weekend, I think this is probably where we're going to spend the meat, the meat of this conversation. I have, like I said, I've I've already turned the page in the chapter on on politics. I think, and in, in, in the back of my mind, I'm I'm kind of. I'm tapping out. We're going to get through. We've got um, on October 17th, we have the, the the debate down at Georgia Public Television. And in that debate, Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams have accepted. So it sounds like they're going to be there. It's, uh, it's going to be live on Georgia Public Television at 7 p.m. October 17th. That's Monday, next Monday. And I think it's going to be a really good time. I You know, I think Brian Kemp and... Uh, Stacey Abrams have obviously uh, very similar views on using government in force against people and to be able to go in there and paint a very bold uh, contrast to those two tyrants and would-be tyrant, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be great. So I hope you tune in. I hope you stream it. I hope you take all sorts of clips from it and posted all over the internet to show everybody just what a difference, um, you know, people that are fighting for liberty can make. So with all that being said, I've, I've, I've kind of, I've, I've already started turning the page like what's next because politics isn't it for me. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll be supporting people who are fighting for liberty no matter what. I mean, that's, that's, obviously ingrained in me, but I'm going to take a different approach myself. And that approach is going to focus around love. Very hippy dippy, right? No, it's not. I think it's what the world needs. And I'll tell you how I got there. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while. Like how and what am I going to do to sustain myself and my family and move on from you know, the, the corporate world and all that fun stuff. Like just how, how are we going to make this work? It sounds like, um, in the very near future, I'm going to have a connection that will sustain, you know, uh, an upload and a download very fast, uh, which is, you know, obviously fiber optic. And I need that to be able to, you know, go out there and, and have 
sponsors, you know, to, to be able to, to do this the right way to give them, give you guys the best quality product and to give sponsors the best quality product so that we can grow this audience, which also means we're going to be doing the show more. What is, what is it going to be? Well, let me circle back to that in a story about this weekend for you. This weekend, uh, on Saturday morning, I got up super, super early. Um, and I was excited. I haven't been able to hunt in a long time. Obviously, a lot of you guys know um, my backstory. And really, as much as I love hunting, the the best part about the entire thing is just sitting in the in the woods. Go out early in the morning or in the afternoon in the fall here in North Georgia Mountains and sit. So I think this would scare a lot of people to death. And maybe I can give you kind of a a better understanding of what it's like to have the confidence, the independence, and the fortitude to be able to do what I can do in terms of, you know, going out and doing this kind of thing. So about, I don't know, 5 a.m. rolls around and it's, uh, it's, it's October, you know, it's brisk out there in the morning. I think it's low forties and the right gear is super important. If you want to go sit in nature, you gotta, you gotta try to be comfortable. Um, you get some really nice gear and I'll tell you, hunting gear has come a long, long way. So if you want to go in, you want to go blend in out there and, and, you know, not be seen and, you know, I don't know, be careful, especially if you're going on state property, especially during hunting season, which is, um, right now, I think in two weeks, uh, gun, you know, like the rifle season starts, but primitive weapons uh, started in, I think it was mid-September, which is a, maybe a little warm to go out. Leaves aren't quite changing yet. So this is my first time to get out there. And what I like to do is get out there and take a trip. And some of you guys know what I mean. Take a trip. And luckily for me, I get to walk out the front door, uh, throw on a backpack, and I've got my whoopee, which is a, a term for uh, my my blanket from the Marine Corps. Man, oh, there's one thing that they did really well. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was, was uh, give us these you know these blankets. It's called a poncho liner, and they tie onto ponchos, and you can use them to keep off the rain and and sleep on. It's you know if you if you combine them, it's called a ranger roll, and it's way better than nothing. Let me tell you that. Um, but if you dress appropriately, you know, get some good muck boots uh, for, you know, wandering around in the woods that are going to help you, you know, get through the briars and brush and, you know, mountain blueberries and everything else is, you know, scraggly stuff down low. Um, and some nice insulated, you know, camo uh, for hunting. And this stuff is specifically designed for, you know, going through brush, laying in the dirt. It's it's like wearing really thick, heavy-duty pajamas. And, and I mean this, like, it's... You have to be comfortable, and you know, obviously, take care of take care of your warmth. If you got um, if you got a balaclava, you got some kind of you know dish dash, something you can wrap around your neck, a scarf, and maybe a skull cap or a beanie. Get comfortable, and then find a place that speaks to you where you can catch an amazing sunrise. Obviously, sunrises in the east, and for me. Out here, I've got this beautiful place. It's a it's a bit of a hike, um, so you do have to get up early. 
and you have to time things the correct way. So all of this kind of goes into the planning and then you throw what you need into a small, you know, day pack and you go and it's dark. And I'm telling you, man, I've got, I've got bear up here that weighs 600 pounds. I've got, you know, deer, I've got fox, we've got bobcats, we've got anything and everything, wild pigs uh, that are in the forest. And there are some things that are moving around that time of day. And, you know, it, it could be, I guess, maybe unnerving for somebody who hasn't spent a lot of time in the woods. But, you know, you grab a headlamp, definitely have a headlamp, and, um, and your pistol. And hopefully you know how to use a firearm, like be safe about this. You're not just you're not just going for a, a I don't know a walk in in the park. Well, you, even if you were, you should probably be armed. But you're going to go out into the wilderness, and you are going to find a place that speaks to you. And there's one place that speaks to me. Man, it's it's amazing. There's this bent tree, which I imagine, um, if you know back in in history, what a lot of you know Indians did would was they would take a uh, a younger tree, like a sapling. And they would tie it off at a kind of a right angle to the ground. And they'd point it in the direction that was important. You know, whether it was to a village, whether it was to a holy spot, you know, whatever, you know, food, water, you know, you, you name things. Like, they would do this to mark uh, paths. And a lot of times they would do these along, you know, natural game trails as well. And there are some of those things that are out there that are now you know, two, 300 years old. And those trees are big and they are, you know, bent at right angles and they make for a really interesting spot to sit down and meditate and be peace for as long as you can be to take trips. And you guys know what I mean? Like it is, it's one of those places that you can be all alone. You can get plugged in and you can get grounded to the universe, to what the energy of this place is telling you. And I got to tell you, when you go out there and you're intentional about you know, what you're doing, and you have a calmness, and you can think, and you can stay in those moments, boy, I'll tell you, it was unbelievable. Just absolutely one of the most amazing experiences of my life. And so as I'm sitting there and kind of, uh, you know, waking up again, right, to die and then to wake back up after a trip, when when you do that, things are different. Things seem, you know, really, really, really vibrant, especially at the dawn when the world is waking up with you. I cannot describe to you the colors and the clouds and the sky. I cannot describe to you the vibrance of the changing leaves, the bright orange and green and pink and, and yellows and reds that just pop. And the beginning of the morning songs of birds and all of this is coming about as you're coming back to, you know, there's sometimes uh, people will talk about, you know, all these shapes and, you know, 
collisions of you know geodesic type of um, you know collisions they you know, almost like a kaleidoscope almost but the world you just see unfiltered and vibrant absolutely in awe of creation and, you know if you got your hand onto the earth you're actually you know you carry a charge and the earth carries a charge and there's this thing that I think that a lot of people don't realize is there's a you know it, it, some people call it grounding and it's really one of those you know amazing things that you can do like if you if you're using your senses of touch of smell of sight of taste and to to plug into all that in its most natural state some things change some things are going to get flipped on their head for you some things are going to challenge you you're going to possibly fight some you know inner angst what some people call some some inner demons and that's good and as you come if you as you come out of this and you start to see what is true and what is beautiful and what you love the world begins to make a lot more sense in the direction and the path that you should be following and for me as i'm you know experiencing this you know the the questions you know come up is what what do i need to take from here boil it down universe like what do you need me to take from this experience and the universe answered me it wasn't the beauty it wasn't the peace which i think are super super important to the human condition to be able to experience those to experience joy just sheer awe is one of those things obviously that doesn't last none of those things last but there is something you can take from there as you're grounded and as the sun begins to peak and it's streaming into your face it all begins to make sense the one thing you can take from there and the one thing you can give from there now which i think is incredible is love love to your fellow human being and i got to tell you you know for right there you know as as i'm coming back to you and like we're we're getting up and moving and starting to you know use a little bit of um our smell right to to be able to take you know a, a piece of wood and and burn it and and have um san paulo is one of the things that i use personally to take out there you burn it it smells um really really amazing um and it keeps you kind of grounded in this place where now you're you realize kind of where ancestors came from where your your entire genetic code came from where people came from and they came from right there they used to live day to day out there in the forest with no tech with you know the technology maybe of fire to you know one of the first advancements in human beings 
And you start to think about these kind of things as well. You start to think about how much we take for granted every day, every day. Somebody in your genetic line eked out in an existence of survival in conditions that you can't even imagine. Every day they put another foot forward and they strove for survival. Maybe not greatness, I don't know. But I will tell you, I think some people did it extraordinarily well. Obviously you're here, I'm here. And as you begin to have this understanding, this really, really primitive understanding, at the same time with your higher brain, you are engaged in in the awe and the splendor and the majesty and the love of this moment. You become extremely grateful. You so thankful for everything that you have. And the question for me was, how do I take this to the world? How do I how do I change myself? How to how do I give this to my family? How do I give this to my community? How do we take this to the world? Because I am, I, I am absolutely 100% of the belief that if the world were to engage in these trips again, where they were at peace and under control and grounded and still and away from the noise, away from all the, the nonsense of the world, in a setting like that, we could change the world and we could do it super fast because the question comes down then to what's important? How do we do it? Love is the way. And as I'm moving again, I've packed up my bag. It's probably getting closer to like eight, nine o'clock. It's still early morning up there. Uh, you know, obviously time hasn't changed or anything, so it's getting you know, bright, uh, I should say it's, you know, it's getting light later. And as I'm thinking through this, I'm finding spots in the sun to come sit again. And then, you know, obviously sun travels. So you, I travel with the sun and I look for places that have, you know, these just beautiful scenes up here in the mountains. And so I'll travel to another spot and I'll sit and I'll ground again and I'll think and be grateful and all of these, you know, thoughts just range through your head. I've got to get this to the world. And so when you can begin to smartly use communications again, your communication to the world, my communication to the world was love. And I will tell you, you know, I, I went through my, at, at least my immediate family and some extremely uh, important people that I, I love to death, that I consider, you know, part of the inner circle, th that family. That family be able to broadcast to them, hey, I love you. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing okay. And thank you for your friendship. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for everything that you do in this world. Do you know the power of sharing that with other people immediately? 
right now. Like take out your phone and text somebody exactly that. Text your parents. Text your 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 siblings, your brothers, your sisters. Text your wife, your husband. It doesn't it's so it's such an easy thing to do. Text a friend that you haven't talked to. Text somebody that means the world to you that maybe you've lost contact with. Send them a quick note. I love you. I miss you. I hope you're doing well. Thank you. This is the path that I'm going down. We are going to lift people. We are going to do amazing things through this one act. This one act. Just love. And it may get kind of hippy-dippy for some of you guys. Some of you guys might not be ready for this yet. As as Michael J. Fox said in the in the great movie Back to the Future. But your kids are gonna love it. A lot of you guys are my age. Some of your kids may have access to a phone or to text messaging, you know, like my kids do not have phones. My kids have, you know, like these iPad or an iPad, a I don't even know what these they used to be called an iPod touch. So you can interface and you can text, you can make FaceTime calls and all that kind of stuff. You ever text your kids? You ever text your kids and tell them how much you love them? Send them pictures, be goofy with them, that kind of thing. Like that generation, that generation we need to love on. Like a lot, extremely hard. Just, hey, times are weird, man. You think times are weird for us? Like times are super weird for them. Things changed in 2020 for kids. I mean, a lot of kids, especially in the public sector, that you know go to public schools, like, man, their life changed. Now, maybe they don't have the interactions that they had. Maybe they don't get excited about some things. Maybe they don't have a lot of faith in us in the future. How do we, how do we restore that? How do we help galvanize, again, that relationship, that that splendor, that imagination. That's one of the things that went through my head this weekend. I grew up in the woods. Like, man, we had, we had these, this plot of land, big plot. I mean, undeveloped between us and the railroad tracks. It's over off of, uh, it's called Castle Drive. Castle Drive, if you go to Castle Drive in Lawrenceville, Georgia, 2806 is the house that I grew up in. And there is a neighborhood behind it now. There was not when I was growing up. They put it in probably as I was becoming a teenager and not playing in the woods as much anymore. Excuse me. And I just remember, man, I spent so much time in the woods, even by myself, growing up. And I, I, that if you can go back to being a kid and understand, you know, this this innocence of the world, this wonder about the world, this excitement 
about what was ahead for you. Man, I tell you what, we like. I think if we can help this generation, I don't care if you're 30, I don't care if you're 20, I don't care if you're in your teens or if you have kids that are in the teens or younger. This generation is the generation that we can help save. And I'm not talking about religion. I am talking about giving them something tangible, giving them love, giving them hope, giving them something that they can really, really be connected to, excited to. And as people, you know, one of the, one of the other realizations that I had is as I'm getting up and my back is hurting because I've, you know, my, I'm still recovering as my back is just like, I'm like, God almighty, I'm old. Like, holy hell, why do I hurt? Like coming to that realization and obviously in my head, you're 42 years old, Jane, and you have some real experience in this world that has taken its toll on you physically. We are aging. And as we are aging, we have to remember that there is a generation that is looking for heroes. That are looking for people that will guide them with love and guide them with excitement and give them the, like these, this, those keys, the nuggets that you've learned from your experience. So this is also the direction I'm going. This generation that's coming up right now is the most important. They are the most important. And they are not going to be won over with free stuff. They are not going to be won over with shiny, magical internet things and high definition. They are going to be won over with those people that give them something that none of those things can give them. That is reality. It is touch. It is love. It is bringing them into a world and helping them to be grateful for the things that are amazing. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys remember what it was like being kids. You really didn't care about dirt. You didn't care about bugs. Like you thought bugs were really cool. There are a lot of people that don't think bugs are cool. Animals in their natural habitat. How can you take a kid now and sit them in the woods and plug them into the earth and have them sit still and be okay? and be entertained, be safe so that they can experience the full majesty of what this universe has for them. The plan that becomes so simple when you boil it all down and you're just like, man, there are some things that are super, super important. Can you take somebody out and do that for them? Can you take your own kids out and do that for them? Can you take somebody who has suffered post-traumatic stress from combat, from losing a child? Can you take your best friends out and do something like this for them? 
this is the direction I'm heading. Why? This is where I'm being called. This is what I have to do. And so I think the podcast obviously is definitely going to continue. I think we're going to have people that come out and have these experiences come in and talk about life, talk about the the path that they're on. I'm still going to mix it up because I think there's a balance to be made between where we are as a human species, technology, and homesteading, like in balance living. I we're we're going to talk about all of these things, but we're I'm going to switch gears into experience, into being a guide, into being Shane the Ancient, as um, my buddy uh, on Twitter would say, Shane the Ancient. And man, I, at first I looked at that and I was like, geez. The ancient. I was like, man, I'm in my prime. I'm only 42. And he's like, you have the wisdom of somebody who's been around forever. And that hit me. It hit me very, very hard this weekend. And as I came in and I talked to my wife, you know, and told her about this just incredible experience. You know, it it all makes sense. I have done and lived some life that most people can't even imagine doing. And I don't want some of it for them, but it provides me this experience to share with other people so that we don't make the same mistakes that I made. And we can help people move in a more positive direction for society. Take a sip of coffee. And I was, I've been so excited to come in here and do this show early on a Monday morning to help you guys understand where we're headed next. Where this community, this radical community is headed next. And I say all of this because in the long run, times are changing. The human species has discovered technology that is moving so much faster than we even understand. The best thing about it is we can move together in this direction and a lot more harmony and a lot more peace and a lot more freedom. It's going to take a lot of work. But at the end of the day, the question for everybody is, can you love other people enough to leave them alone? Can you love other people enough to have authorities, quote-unquote, leave them alone, demand that they be left alone if they are peaceful people. 
if we can get to that point, if we can get to the point where people say absolutely 100%, you have to leave peaceful people alone. Doesn't matter if you're a neighbor, it doesn't matter if you wear a badge and a uniform, it doesn't matter if you are quote unquote at the highest levels of government or banks or industry. Can you love people enough to leave them alone? It's not asking a lot, it's pretty simple. The answer is yes. A million times over, yes, I can leave you alone. At the very minimum, I will love you enough to leave you alone. If you're hurting nobody, you're not taking anybody's stuff, you deserve at least that little bit of respect. This is easy. Love is easy. Go change somebody's day-to-day. Go text somebody that you love, that you admire, that you respect, that you care for. I don't care. Text them all. If you can do this today, you can change somebody's life. You can lift them up. And when you can do that, we can start to communicate in a more positive way as a species. And maybe when you change their day, maybe they'll change somebody else's. Maybe you can point them here and we can do this as a community, as a group that is all about loving other people. Even if we can't stand them, we can love them enough to leave them alone. I know this was a bit of a different episode. I needed to communicate where I'm headed with you guys. I can't wait to show you where we're headed, what we're going to be doing, the people that we're going to talk to, the lives we are going to change for the better. North Georgia especially, I know you guys are heavy in this audience. Get ready for something huge. Until next time, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people. Don't.